How are you guys today? Um, I know my dad just kind of said this, but I just wanted to thank each and every one of you because I have grown up in this church, and um, this does feel like home, even though um, I don't really live here at the moment. But um, I just wanted to thank all of you guys. I know you guys have been everything from like Sunday school teachers to like choir directors, and I just really want to thank all of you, and I appreciate everything that you've done in helping um, to raise me up in the um, Word of God. Um, to kind of start this thing off, I kind of want to just tell you guys a little bit about what God has been doing in my life um, while I've been at school. Um, so in August, I guess for some of you that may, um, that may not know, I moved to Jackson, Tennessee to attend Union University, um, which is a Southern Baptist university in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, so I have, um, school's been going really well, um, but I... It was scary. <laughs> it was scary to move away um, and not really know anybody here and leave the comforts of home and leave the comforts of my home church where I know all of you pretty much. And um, so I, I really just um, began to dig deep into God's word um, because when you have nothing, you always have the Bible and you always have God to fall back on. So I really just started um, digging into God's word and spending a ton of time in prayer um, just, God, please help me make friends. <laughs> like, that would be great. Um, God, please help me not fail out of school. That would also be really great. Um, just the basics, such as that. Um, but also, just, God, please show me what you want my life to be about. Please give my life some direction. Um, and that was something I think I've struggled with throughout this semester, is... Um, just wanting my life to have purpose. And um, I feel like God has answered my prayer really, really um, blatantly, I guess you could put it. So I have, been, I have been praying that prayer, God, please give my life direction. What do you want me to do with my life? And I had been praying that throughout the first semester. And um, a few weeks ago, I just kind of, um, it just kind of came to my mind, like, what about like full-time ministry? And um, I had always sworn off full-time ministry. Sorry for my dad and brother Dave. Um, I, <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with that. And um, I know that sounds really bad, but like um, seeing my dad be a youth minister, like nothing against my dad, but I had always just grown up like I would never, I would never want to be a youth minister. And they say God has a really big sense of humor. And I, I, I believe it. Um, so I kind of, that, that thought was kind of put in my head. And then um, through my Bible readings every day, um, those readings following that moment were just like talking about how um, if we surrender ourselves to God, God will provide. And um, just uh, things like that. And then one Wednesday night at my church in Jackson, Inglewood Baptist Church, um, the pastor that was speaking um, talked about how he had just gotten back from like this tour where he had been touring around mentoring um, mentoring young people that have surrendered to the call um, of full-time ministry and I was like whoa that's awesome like he's right here in my church and he it's like that's his job he tours around the country and talks to people that are in my shoes and I was like well I need to talk to that guy so um, I just felt like that was really God saying this is something that you need to look into, and this is something that you need to pursue. 
Um, so the next day, <laughs> I went and I changed my major to Christian studies. <laughs> so now I'm a Christian studies major with, I don't really know what I'm going to do with that. Something in full-time ministry, but I don't know if that's like being a pastor or a youth minister or um, a campus minister. Um, but I just thought I needed to share that with you guys and that God is faithful. And even when um, we're praying and we're not seeing any like any response to those prayers, be, be patient. It will come. Um, so... <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you. I know it's easy to um, get caught up in uh, just, I need an answer right now. Um, but we just have to be patient and kind of keep, uh, keep the big picture in mind. And uh, something that I struggled with um, after I kind of got that answer is, how am I going to afford anything? Like, that's a really big problem. Like, I was... I was um, a biology pre-med major, and I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty much going to be financially secure throughout my entire life, and um, now I, I'm, I'm not sure. I have no idea, um, so I'm still praying that God will provide, and that I'm trusting that God is bigger than anything that I'll face in this life, so um, with that, we'll get into my actual message, so another thing I've struggled with is how can God use me in full-time ministry when I am so imperfect? <laughs> like, I struggle on a daily basis. I am not perfect, not anywhere close, nor do I claim to be. So, how can God use me to do His work when I mess up all the time on a daily basis? Um, and that's kind of uh, my first point here. Um, the title of this that I kind of came up with is, How Could God Use Me? And I know that sometimes we as humans think that we have to be perfect in order for God to use us. And um, that's just not the case. The Bible is full of so many examples of places where God has used imperfect people. And um, the Bible tells us that there is no one righteous, not even one. We'll continue to mess up. And the sooner we accept that we will never be perfect, the sooner we will start to realize how much we need God. In our imperfection, we can't accomplish much. Um, and the good thing is, God doesn't require our perfection. Isn't that great? God doesn't require our perfection. He, he would prefer that we are imperfect. It says in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. So when, I, when we're weak, we don't know what to do. Um, we mess up. How much more glory does that bring God when we accomplish something? We can only accomplish things through Christ. And we are not perfect, but we're made perfect by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus did on that cross. He took away all of our sin, all of our blame, and that died with him. And then when he rose... Um, my second thing that, like, how could God use you? You have to make yourself available. Um, I know sometimes I struggle with this. Um, I want God to accomplish great things through me, but I'm not willing to give up anything. So that's something that God has been working in me, um, to just, like, give up things for the sake of God. Um, the Bible says that we need to pray continually. 
So one thing we can make ourselves available is we have to pray. We have to spend time asking God what he wants us to do. We have to spend time talking with God. Um, And like, how should we pray? I know that's kind of a big question. Like, okay, do we pray like a a list? Like, do we just check things off? Okay, I got to ask God for this. Got to ask God for this. Um, and that's, that's not the case. Um, well, we need to pray continually. We need to be in prayer, talking with God at all times. Um, and I personally, I know I touched on this earlier, but um, when I moved away, I spent a lot of time in prayer um, because I didn't know. I was uncertain. My whole life was uncertain at that point. Um, but you've got to spend time in prayer, and God will reward you for that. Um, so, okay, we also need to pray from the right location. And this doesn't mean, I know my mom got a little confused earlier, this doesn't mean like your geographic location. (laughs) There's no right geographic location um, to pray. But like the right mindset. So when we pray, we need to realize that we have needs that we can't meet by our, on our own. So we need God. Um, That's the mindset that we kind of got to have when we pray that we need something from God, um, definitely. Um, So we also need to pray with passion. Um, The boldness of our request should reflect the urgency of our request. If we're just praying casually, um, I don't think that has the same effect as if we're praying like like we desperately need something. We We desperately need to hear from God, and we do. Um, We also need to pray with the right motivation. Um, And this is kind of like, I talked about our mindset earlier. This is kind of like the position of our heart. Um, When we pray, we shouldn't just make a list and just ask God for, oh, I would really like a new car, or I would really love to win the lottery. Um, I would, but that's not something that we need to um, pray to God for. Um, In Matthew 6, 5 through 8, the Bible says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Well, before we go and like um, look at a few other points earlier in that scripture, how awesome is it that it says our Father knows our needs before we ask him? Like he already knows. He already knows um, what we need. And um, that's just awesome, I think, that God knows us so well that he already knows what we're going to ask before we actually ask him. And I know some of you guys might be like, oh, well, then why do we need to pray anyway? Um, And to that, I would say that um, prayer is just as much for us, I feel like, as it is um, for our request. Um, I feel like just spending that time talking with God, um, sometimes I would, I do it audibly. I know that probably really annoys the people who live right beside me because the walls are paper thin. But um, every night before I go to sleep, um, I audibly, um, audibly pray to God um, about things that have happened um, in that day and just um, 
what I need from him at that moment. Um, Also, it says, do not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. Um, I know it's really great to, like, pray and pray these big, elaborate prayers. Um, And sometimes I I know that that probably really is the motivation of someone's heart. But um, just praying for the sake of others seeing you, praying, um, God says not to do that. Um, He also says um, not to heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. So um, I take that as God would like our prayers to be short and sweet. (laughs) He would like them to be concise, and we can get our message across, and uh, we're not just heaping up these empty words um, for the sake of lifting up ourselves. Um, We also need to pray with great expectations. Um, we must believe that God can do what we are asking him to do. Um, so do you have that much faith in God that he can work in you and do accomplish these things that you're asking of him? And uh, my answer is yes, we should all believe that God can accomplish what we are asking him to. And in Luke eleven nine, he says, And I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So... I take that verse, all we have to do is ask. If we want um, wisdom or we want, like, God to be with us, um, all we have to do is ask um, and take time to ask. Um, We also need to read our Bible. Um, Spending time in God's Word is so important. Um, And I never really knew that, I guess, until a few months ago. Um... I have never spent as much time in my Bible um, before in my life as I have in these past few months. And I know it's really hard, and we're all really busy. I understand that. But um, I, think we can, I think we can squeeze a few minutes into our day to read a few verses in the Bible. And you would be amazed at how much blessing can come from just those few minutes. Um, I know in my, in, my, um, in my day-to-day life, I normally like to get up around like 6.30 and have a cup of coffee and just um, read my Bible. And uh, it has blessed me so richly in these past few months. And I would encourage you to do the same. Um, We're always wanting to hear from God, but how are we to hear from God if we aren't spending time with him? Um, God often uses the Bible to answer our prayers, and it's important we spend time in the word daily. And he does often use the Bible to answer our prayers um, there's so many examples of people in here that um, have done almost anything, and I'm sure you can find something uh, that relates to your situation. Um, the third thing we need to do is we need to be open to God's call. Um, all of these other things that we've talked about, they don't really mean anything if we're not willing to do what God is asking us to do. Um, and we don't, need to, we don't need to think that we have to do it. Um, in Second Hebrew, I mean, <laughs> not Second Hebrews, there's just one. In Hebrews 13.21, it says, He will equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So he will equip us. We don't have to do it on our own. How awesome is that? We don't have to do it on our own. God is asking for our availability, not our ability. And uh, 
which I, I think I can be a perfect example of that right now because this is not my thing. <laughs> this is not my thing at all. When my dad asked me if I would um, come up here and speak to you guys, I was really scared. <laughs> and I still am really scared. Um, I couldn't be up here if it wasn't for the strength that God has given me right now. This is so out of my character. Like, any of you guys that know me know that I'm not one to stand up and talk in front of a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, isn't it great that if God calls us, he'll equip us as well. He will give us the strength that we need to get through. And he will give us, like, um, we're not perfect. And I've already said that. He, he doesn't require us to be perfect. He wants our availability um, and if we make time for him and we make him a priority, he will do great things through us. Um, and like I said earlier, this has definitely been difficult um, for me because, <coughs> because I, I am not certain about the future. Um, I, I wish I could say that I know for a fact what I'm going to be doing with the rest of my life. Um, but I don't, and that's a scary thought, um, especially with all of these student loans looming, and um, I know um, everyone has something that they're, they're a little afraid of, I guess, um, and they're, they like to be certain, and I do too, so this is a really hard thing, but it's also a really necessary thing, because God can't do anything through us if we're not willing to actually do what he's asking us to do. Um, and we should, we should be thrilled to answer God's call no matter what it is and no matter what the circumstances. And I know that that's especially really difficult, especially if you're in a hard, uh, if you're in a hard set of circumstances. And uh, it's hard to be happy when God is asking you to give up everything. Um, and I pray that we would have an answer such as Paul in Philippians 3, 7 through 8. Um, Paul says, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all the things. I consider them rubbish and I may gain that I may gain Christ. Paul, God gave Paul the strength to say that. Um, he says everything is a loss that he may gain Christ. How awesome is that? Um, if we could say that we count everything a loss and we want to pursue Christ with everything we have, whether that means giving up everything or, or something else. Um, so we should take joy in doing each of these things. For they are what God created us to do. He created us to follow him and pursue him with everything we have. Um, we should want to do these things, and I pray that when God calls us, we would respond like Isaiah did in Isaiah 6. I'm going to go ahead and read this. And this kind of sums up everything that um, I have talked about. Um, in Isaiah 6, um, this is Isaiah talking, and he's before the throne of God. And he says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. When it touched my mouth, 
he said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. And that's kind of my prayer for each and every one of us, that when God calls, we would have the strength to say, Here I am. Send me. Um, And I think um, also in this passage, it's also a great reminder of we are a people of unclean lips, and we do come from a people of unclean lips, but Jesus Christ has atoned for our sin. Um, he has wiped that clean. That, that can't hold us back any longer. Um, so, um, I guess um, I, I kind of want to leave you with a verse Um, that was shared with me earlier this week. And um, I think it's a great reminder um, to all of us. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.24. Give me a second. One second. (laughs) Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.24. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. I don't know if you heard that, guys, but the one who called us is faithful, and he will do it. He can do it through us. We can't accomplish much on our own, but through him, we can accomplish great things. And we, need, we don't need to worry about whether, um, whether we are able. He is able. And that's kind of the thought I want to leave you guys with today. So... Thank you.